Residents of Burbank and all within the sound of my voice, we have all experienced unspeakable loss. The world has changed in a way we did not expect and has left us devastated and in fear. But there is life. If you can hear me and you can understand me, you still live and there is hope for you, but you must act. Your government has decided that you are not worth saving. They have determined that the value of your life does not equate to the value of their actions or their pocketbooks. It is now up to us, the people of Southern California, to look out for ourselves. We have to escape. In six hours, they will be bombing the region and everything will be laid to waste. Flee to the deserts, over the hills, anywhere you can go, to grandma's house. But soon, our own government will be sending missiles to kill every living being in this region. Show them our resilience. Escape in any way you can. This is the story of our players in Outbreak Undead, part of RPG Storytime. In Jamie's message to the people of LA, she included a phone number to the radio station. Cellular and landline seemed to both still work, so calls began to come in. Chloe, despite the devastation she felt at the death of her boyfriend, listened carefully to the callers, trying to determine which ones were half-turned and which ones were still fully alive. Those who were still alive she gave false information to, sending them further into what would be blast zones. Those who seemed legitimate she encouraged to go to Burbank Water and Power to escape with their group, so she gave advice on how to fight their way to freedom. As Chloe did this, Karen recorded a message that would play on a loop on the radio telling everyone to get out of the LA region as quickly as they could. Jamie and Derek, meanwhile, cleared a path out of the building to make sure they could escape. So when everyone else was done, they made their way downstairs and escaped to Burbank Water and Power. Meanwhile, back at the BWP, Jessica had gathered every able-bodied person except Ken, who was seeing to the wounded, and Keiko, who was monitoring the radio and communications into the conference room. They had a map of the area, and were figuring out their best methods of escape. BWP had a whole library of maps, most involved power usage and distribution, but it gave them a basic layout of the land. Each person present had a different theory on the best way to get out. Some believed going through underground means, such as through the storm drains or sewers, was the best method. Some believed following roads or railroads would be most efficient, despite the number of zombies and half-turned people in the way. Still others believed that going over the hills of Angeles National Forest would be the best bet for escape. Then Mason pointed out the obvious, or what should have been the obvious for everyone. Burbank has an airport. It's only about a mile away. Everyone fell silent. Of course that was the best and quickest way out of the area, but who knew how to fly a plane, especially a commercial one? There were no pilots among them, but Nestor had played Flight Simulator a lot. It was supposed to be an accurate representation of an airliner, so he thought he could do it. It was, in any case, their best bet. This would be a difficult task, and it would be all or nothing. Either they would succeed and everyone would escape, or they would fail and everyone would die. Despite the risks, the group determined that this would be their best chance at escape. In every other scenario, they weren't certain they would get far enough away. The risks of crashing seemed to be on par with the risk of being killed by zombies, the half-turned, or the American military. So they decided to take their chances. As they were making their decision, survivors from neighboring areas trickled in. They had called BWP, and Keiko had spoken with them, filtering out those she believed were half-turned. These refugees brought in more danger in the form of zombie hordes that were following each group. They couldn't make it past the walls, but they were besieging the makeshift fortifications, making it more difficult for them to escape to the airport. One of these refugees turned out to be half-turned. Keiko had not correctly identified her, but when the woman began spouting incoherently, they came to realize she was either crazy, a half-turned, or a politician. They realized she was one of the first two when she rushed the back entrance and slid open the back gate. 
This led in a horde not even the guards could stop. Tommy, Jamie, and the others had just returned, and Karen had stabilized the wounded, so it was time to get going to the airport. They pushed out the front, shooting down the undead as they went, and rushing the vehicles they had. There wasn't enough room for everyone inside the cars, so many of them jumped on the roofs and hoods. It was a desperate rush for the airport as the zombies flooded in from all sides. Dawn was coming, and with it would come the bombs. So they hurried away as fast as they could without losing someone off the vehicles. All got away except the vehicle with Ken, Mason, and the wounded. It was a larger van they had not yet tested. Jamie had hotwired it, but when they hit the gas, the van died. Ken told Mason to work at it while he covered them. He shot the zombie just out the window, then clambered onto the roof and shot down the walking dead as they came from every direction. Ken did a magnificent job, shooting each one down, but for every zombie he destroyed, three more took its place, slowly closing in on the wounded. They were getting close, and all the great shooting in the world wasn't going to help them in a moment. That's when Nestor leaned in and gave some advice. Be gentle with it at first, he said. Lean into it, and it will fade into life. As sure as he had said, the vehicle faded into life and began to move. Ken held firmly onto the roof of the van and it fell into line with the caravan. They knew that Magnolia Park was crowded with zombies, and from that they surmised that other areas of Burbank were cleared of the walking dead, so they raced up Victory Boulevard, which curved around toward the airport. Despite the darkness, they could tell from the headlights of their car that the way was clear. An occasional zombie made an appearance, but nothing that was a threat. Then they came to Hollywood Way, and soon after, the airport. They knew it would be crowded with zombies, and possibly worse, but it was their best chance at breaking through to freedom. And then, as they approached the terminal, they found their greatest fears to be true. Tune in next week to find out what happens next. And if you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!